What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today, I wanted to discuss a common issue that comes up really frequently when it when it comes to reverse dieting, and that is a topic that many people are going through right now as we've approached the summer months. I'm actually recording this on Memorial Day, so it's like 90 degrees and it's hot as fuck right now. It really feels like summer, and I know that Memorial Day weekend is typically like the unofficial start of summer in the States, and there are a lot of individuals who want to get lean for the summer and then want to reverse out effectively throughout the summer because nobody likes to be dieting when you have more family barbecues and vacation and travel and you know the kids are out of school you want to be social you want to do things you want to have ice cream and enjoy yourself right like there's there's holidays there's all the things over the summer and it's not very fun to be restricting and dieting during that time so I've talked to a number of individuals. I, I've been getting blown up recently in the DMs, which I love, by the way. I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm saying that as a positive. But a lot of the conversations have been around eating more, how to effectively reverse, not wanting to undo progress, making sure that, you know, all of, or, or even like, how do I continue making progress during a reverse because I still have body composition goals I want to achieve and I would like to maintain a body composition that I'm happy with throughout the summer months when I'm wearing less clothes, that sort of thing. So there is a common issue that I see that prevents people from being successful with their reverse. I call it metabolic priming, but just for the sake of using a common language, I'm going to be using those terms interchangeably. Although I did a whole episode on breaking down the difference. When I say metabolic priming, I'm really talking about overall behaviors and habits and stress on the system. When I say reverse dieting, I'm more talking about the nutritional component of that, just to be clear. Uh, so before I get into all of the, the good stuff, um, I just wanted to remind you guys, number one, there is a massive announcement that is coming. And I don't know if you follow me on Instagram and saw a little teaser, but we had a guest on the show not too long ago, maybe a few months ago. And then I was a guest on her podcast. Her name is Emma Montgomery. We are partnering up to do a joint challenge in June. Now, that may not seem like a big deal unless you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know what a big deal this is because Emma, first of all, we are very much in alignment on our philosophies around nutrition, training, lifestyle, mindset. There is a lot of synergy there. Number two, she is an absolute beast with her challenges. I don't think that there is anybody out there that provides a better challenge experience than her. And I am including myself and my team in that. I think that she does it significantly better than we do. Just being honest, it's okay. There are things that we excel at. I don't think that there's anybody that does one-on-one -on -one coaching as good as we do. I don't think that there's anybody that does the whole challenge experience like Emma. Now, there are certain things that we can bring to the table, which is why this partnership seemed like such a no-brainer. We can bring the a next level of personalization. Emma actually writes macro plans for every single challenge participant. And 
we have the ability to then insert our neurotype and personality type assessment for each person who participates and write custom macros based off of that. So not only are we getting the personalization with all of the specifics around your diet history, your age, your weight, your height, your activity level, the goals that you're trying to achieve, your lifestyle, your personal preferences, but now we can add your personality on top of that to truly create the highest level of customization. We can also insert a combined pool of resources. Another area that I am very weak at is the whole recipe creation and you know, creating different ways of, of tracking. And, and that's really a strong area for Emma and her team, creating recipes, having everything like pre-logged in MyFitnessPal to make it as easy as possible for you to hit your macros, to have different recipes, to have different options, to make it as simple as possible. I'm more of a throw some like protein and veggies together, add a carb and I'm good to go. I don't do the whole meal prep thing. I'm super basic, no recipes. I don't do any of that stuff, but she is an absolute master in that area. And then we can bring other resources together, like how to track um, mindset resources, reverse resources, um, training resources. Literally, it's going to be incredible. Plus, we get to do a joint prize pool. So we're going to be giving away some epic stuff. I've already said too much because we haven't actually released any details yet. But if you stay tuned on June 6th, there will be an official announcement on both of our channels. We'll be doing a lot of joint uh, interviews together and Q&As throughout the challenge. We will be giving access to things for people who are in the challenge that will, that will be exclusive, that we will only be doing there. So I highly recommend you put that date on your calendar. Follow either one of us. If you're not following us already, um, her IG handle is macros with M. Mine is at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Either way, um, follow us and stay tuned because we will be releasing the full details then. Now, another thing that I might ask you to do is to share this episode on your stories because I really appreciate to, you know, I, I love, first of all, everybody who's a new listener, a lot of you have messaged me saying that you're a new listener, which means the world to me truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Uh, for anybody who's been listening for any length of time, of course, I always appreciate and love you. Uh, but it's it's amazing to have new people find the show in various different ways, whether it's just through searching on Apple Podcasts or whether it's through a friend or family member, whatever it is, however you got here, I'm super grateful that you're here. Thank you. Continue to share and spread the love. One of the best ways to do that is to actually take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories on Instagram and then tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And then if you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that is a huge help because we consistently show up in the top rated podcast in the US for fitness and nutrition. But I want to expand that. I want to, I have higher aspirations for the show and that can only be accomplished with your help. So let's get into it. Um, I want to also mention an analogy. You guys know, if you've listened to me for any length of time, I'm a big fan of stories and analogies because I think it's just a, an easier way to process and remember information. And if you're not already following JK, he writes all of the programs for POP, all of the neurotype training programs. Um, I can tell you that they are the highest rated programs. Like the feedback that we get on his training programs is next level. 
And I'm not just blowing smoke. Like JK is a good friend of mine. I've known him for a really long time. And he's one of the nicest and, and just genuine humans that you'll ever meet. But that aside, he is also a master at his craft. It's like when you go to like a five-star restaurant, you see a master chef at work putting all the ingredients together and just creating art through food. Um, JK has the ability to do that through training, design, and programming. The way that he puts things together, it's everything is intentional. There is not a single missing ingredient. There's not a single piece that does not have a place. It is truly next level. And he, he writes all of the programs for pot for our, for our challenges. And we also have a program that allows him to do one-on-one programming for every single person, which um, was actually a beta program that we rolled out. It filled up very quickly. We will be rolling that out to the public at some point, but right now it's just the beta group that gets to experience the one-on-one program design that he offers. Anyway, JK had an analogy that really hit home and it, it actually inspired me to think of a different analogy as well because sometimes it helps to hear it in different contexts to truly sink in. And the knowledge, analogy is this. He said that the other day he was, he was trying to connect his, his um, headphones and he was struggling to get the headphones to work and was trying to like mess around with it, couldn't figure out what was going on. And then he realized that the reason that headphones weren't playing on his phone, it was because they were connected to a different device. And he had to go and disconnect and fully disconnect and forget, you know, when you go in to your phone settings and you're like, forget this device, disconnect and forget this device. And the analogy was sometimes to connect to something, you have to disconnect and forget something else. And I'll let your mind go where it goes. But of course, that can be related to nutrition and fitness. It can be related to life. It can be related to relationships. It can be related to holding on to the past and holding on to regret and dwelling. It can be related to so many things, but oftentimes there is this connection that needs to be removed and forgotten in order to connect to the thing that you really want or the thing that's going to better serve you. So oftentimes we only think about what's in front of us and we forget to disconnect from what's behind us. And I thought that was a really powerful analogy. Now, in a similar light, I was thinking about this concept and wanting to get more specific as it relates to nutrition, as it relates to, in particular, the topic today, which is reverse dieting. So the analogy that I thought of, and and this was relevant because we had family over this weekend. Um, Mel's, Mel's oldest daughter just turned 15, actually today is her birthday. So happy birthday, Addie, if you happen to be listening. Um, She turned 15 today. We had family over this weekend and we have a pool at our house. So it was really beautiful weather. We had family over to, you know, have some dinner, have some drinks, swim, do the whole thing. All the kids could get together. And um, it was, it was a great time. And while we were preparing, uh, Mel and I were out back and we were cleaning off, like we have a little outdoor bar, Um, cleaning off some of the lounge chairs, things like that. And we were spraying down with the hose, just spraying down the patio to get some of the dirt and things off of the porch. And what I noticed very quickly was that the power on the hose was pretty weak. I was like, huh, this is interesting. So 
my first instinct was to turn the nozzle harder, like turn it up because I'm not getting power. What's wrong with this hose? I need to turn it and make it go faster. And it didn't work. And I was like, this sucks. What's wrong with our hose? And then I go and I check and I see, oh, there's actually a couple of, of uh, leaks in the hose. And so isn't it interesting that oftentimes when we're not getting the output or the result that we want, we think push harder and, and turn up the volume, turn it up. Like, let's go faster. Let's do more instead of addressing the leak and removing friction from the hose. Like think about what happens when you're trying to push a large volume of shit through an area and, and it's not moving. And you're like, let's just keep forcing it versus how do we remove friction from the system to get the output that we desire? A lot of people are dealing with a hose that has leaks, that has buildup. There's friction. And typically it's not just one friction point. Usually there's a number of friction points and to add insult to injury, they're typically filling it up in a bucket that has some holes in it. So it's a, a backed up hose with all these buildups in it, all these friction points, and it's a leaky bucket. And yet our instinct is still to turn the dial, to turn it on faster, to turn it harder, like push it through, force it through. And what happens? You blow yourself up. You wreck yourself. It's like the equivalent of stepping fully on the gas pedal and then trying to step harder on the gas pedal. Also, while your foot is on the brake, you know, it's like eventually you're going to blow yourself up. And, and that's often what we do. And removing the friction is really, and, and plugging the leaks in the bucket, that's really where our attention should be. And I want to give some, some practical examples of that to really hammer it home. But there are friction points that are preventing you from getting the results that you desire. And I can promise you that nine times out of 10, it's not that the nozzle isn't turned all the way up. It's that there are leaks, that there's friction points in the hose and there's a leak in the bucket. So we have to address where do those exist? Now, those are going to be different for everybody, but understand you have your own friction points. For many people, the friction point is getting in enough calories to create a level of consistency that allows them to see the results that they desire over time. And now I'm going to explain a friction point when it comes to reverse dieting. This is the number one biggest challenge that I see and the biggest mistake that I see with individuals who are trying to reverse. Okay. So you finish up a dieting phase. Now let's keep in mind, dieting phases are not fun. They're also not all that healthy, meaning you've moved your body away from homeostatic balance which is why we recommend not doing that very often and not doing it for an extended length of time. So if you're dieting for more than 12 weeks, it's probably too long unless you have some strategic way of adding refeeds and diet breaks and things like that. But for the most part, we have to understand it's a stress and we're moving our bodies intentionally away from homeostatic balance. So we've now finished this dieting phase and let's just say we did it appropriately but you're at a point where calories are low. So your body has communicated with you that it's not very happy. And those signals can include low energy, fatigue, 
um, intense hunger and cravings, moodiness, low sex drive, the whole works. I've, I've mentioned these things a million times. So hopefully you, you know them like the back of your hand by now. So we, we have, we experience all these signals and now it's time to reverse. However, most people on their first attempt of, of a successful diet, like they've, uh, most people have been dieting unsuccessfully for a really long time. So let's just accept that. But let's, in this hypothetical, we've had a successful dieting phase and now it's time to reverse. Most of the time, you're not at your end goal yet. And this is where the number one biggest challenge and number one biggest mistake comes into play, which is because you're not at your end goal yet, in the back of your mind, you still want to lose more weight. And now you know that you have to actually eat more and do less and recover more and restore homeostatic balance, which goes against that little voice in the back of your mind that tells you, hey, we're not at our goal yet. We still need to lose more weight. So the biggest issue is you see the scale go up, which it's supposed to. Most of the time, it's simply from more food moving through your system. It has nothing to do with actual body fat. It has to do with holding on to more water. It has to do with more food processing into your system. It has to do with everything but body fat gain for the most part. Uh, again, nothing is ever absolute, but for the most part, that's accurate. And so now you have this internal conflict going on where because the scale went up and because the back of your mind is telling you we still have weight to lose, but yet we're eating more. And for most of our lives, we've been told that eating more equals gaining weight, eating less equals losing weight. So eating less equals good. And then we say, shit, maybe I should err on the side of less. And we go right back into eating too little, which then leads to an, an overindulgent moment. I'm not calling it a binge. It may be a binge, but let's just remember that Anytime you eat more than you planned or you overindulge, that doesn't necessarily mean it was a binge. Sometimes you just ate more. Sometimes you just overindulged. I think sometimes you know, we have to be careful about the language we use. Um, binging is, is very specific. So, and, and I know I'm, I'm guilty of this too. Sometimes I toss that word around when I don't really mean it um, and I'm trying to do better about that. So, but let's just say, you know, you, you have that moment because you had just come off a dieting phase willpower is low. Your energy is low. Your, your brain is done. Like your body is done. And so inevitably when you, when you have that little voice in the back of your head and it's telling you, Hey, we have more weight to lose and eating more is uncomfortable. We should just eat less and see if we could squeeze out some more progress. And then you have that overindulgent moment. And then the cycle begins because you were avoiding the eating at a higher level of calories, you caused yourself to eat inconsistently. And then because you ate inconsistently, you caused yourself to go back to restriction as a way of compensating. And then the cycle repeats. Because you ate too low, it triggers too much hunger, zero willpower, no energy. Your body gets what it wants. You overindulge. And once again, you're like, shit, we can't keep doing this because we're going to gain all this weight back Let's go back to eating less. And you never actually successfully go through the process of getting your calories to maintenance consistently. What we need to do is remove the friction points. The friction points in that process. Number one, the friction point is 
you still trying to lose weight while you're reversing. That is a friction point. That is simultaneously stepping on the brake and then hammering the gas pedal. That's not a good look. You're trying to turn the nozzle up while the hose has a friction point and there's no way you're going to get the appropriate pressure. By the way, you're also trying to fill it into a bucket that has a leak, aka an individual who says they want something but isn't willing to go through this phase to get to their ultimate goal because they keep convincing themselves they need to go back to eating less, right? So the friction point here is you have to stop focusing on the scale at that time. It's it's about getting your calories up to maintenance. It's about consistency and following through with what you know is in your best interest. Now, you might also have friction points with planning. Like maybe it's it's a planning friction point. Again, this is where everybody's different. So knowing yourself is important. But if you keep going in without a plan, let's say it's over the weekend. Let's say it's during travel. Let's say your friction point is every time, um, every weekend you, you binge because, um, or you overindulge. See, I just threw it out there again. Um, or you overindulge or you get off track because you have no plan. So the friction point isn't, I need to work harder. The friction point isn't, I need to turn the nozzle up. The friction point is, I need to figure out my plan for the weekend. Okay, so I hope, I hope this really makes sense. I hope that you understand what I'm talking about, where we're removed, instead of trying to go harder, faster, more, we're actually looking at where can we remove friction and where can we plug the leaks in this bucket so that we actually get our desired outcome, which is a bucket full of water, the appropriate output that we want at the appropriate pace for us as individuals. It's a different way of thinking. But I think, you know, it's an important way of thinking because if most of the time your instinct is I'm not getting what I want, which again, this was me turning the hose on. I'm not getting what I want. Turn that shit up like harder, faster, more. Right. And it's how is that the immediate response versus let me address the friction points in the system and see. And you know what happens when you plug the leak? Oh, my God, it's amazing. The hose actually works when we remove that friction point, And most people have multiple friction points. But again, this is along the same lines of not trying to beat your best all the time, but assessing your weak points, assessing your weaknesses. It was like, I'm just going to keep throwing out analogies and hopefully you guys can tell me if it's too much. But um, it's like every single summer when Michael Jordan was in his off season, he didn't try to get better at his best skill set. He tried to get better at his worst skill set. I remember there, all the talk about him when he first came into the league was that he didn't play defense. He wasn't a good defender. And so every offseason, that was it. It was defense, defense, defense. And then he became a perennial first team um, all defender. So it is imperative that we think this way. Where, what are we still connected to that we need to disconnect where are the friction points in the system? What are the weaknesses that are holding us back? What are, how can we beat our worst instead of always trying to beat our best? And I know that I repeat concepts a lot, and sometimes it needs to be said multiple times before one of them triggers that light bulb and you're like, oh shit, that one was what landed. So I'm hoping that you can kind of see like the hose analogy, the headphone analogy, uh, the Jordan analogy, like all these are all different ways of 
basically, and there's some, some differences, but effectively coming to the same conclusion, which is there, there's a friction point like the headphones still being connected to another device. There's a friction point like the hose being clogged up or leaking. Um, there's a friction point somewhere in the system. And it is much more effective to remove the friction point than to just step on the gas pedal or try to turn, try to turn the nozzle even harder, try to push more versus looking at where can I assess and, and plug the holes in the bucket and release the friction point in the system. So I hope that makes sense. When you are going through a reverse diet, you have to commit to the ultimate goal, which is getting your calories to a true maintenance. That means if you overindulge, it's okay to not try to overcompensate by eating less because typically that's going to be the thing that's going to be the friction point. The friction point is actually you still trying to eat too little. Remove the friction point. Go back to wherever your calories were and find a way to be more consistent. What is the friction point for consistency? Find the friction point for consistency. Is it not having the right plan? Is it not planning at all? Is it not having foods like convenient, conveniently on hand? Is it having too much access to foods that you overindulge or that are easy for you to overindulge, fix those friction points, right? James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits, increase the amount of friction between you and the bad habit that you want to drop and decrease the friction between you and the positive habit you want to create. Again, just another way of communicating the exact same thing. So if people way smarter than me, which is just about everybody, people way smarter than me are communicating this. There's a reason for it. We should probably pay attention. Uh, so commit, if, if your plan this summer is to follow through and reverse and get your calories up, that has to be the plan. If that's not what you want, again, there's a choice here. If that's not what you want, that's okay, but you have to accept what you've always received if you're going to continue to do what you've always done, right? So there's a trade-off there. If I've always been restricting and I've always been eating too little and I've received X outcome because of that, then I have to be okay continuing to receive X outcome if I'm not willing to change that, right? That, that was my reality for a really long time, doing the same shit over and over again and expecting a different result. I had two choices. I could take a different approach, or I could accept that the results I were getting were fine with me and just live with it. Okay, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to keep doing the same shit that I've always done, and I'm just going to live with the fact that I'm going to continue to get these results. There's a choice there. Um, hopefully that makes sense. And by the way, since it's Memorial Day, I have to remind you, Memorial Day, I don't know how like the Memorial Day discount thing became popular, but it is a thing. And um, we have our amazing partners at Organifi who can help you stay consistent with the most effective habit, which I believe is starting your morning with a positive habit. So drinking water first thing in the morning is a non-negotiable for me. Before coffee, before anything else, water and green juice, because now I've put something quality into my body to start the day. 
And then I get the thing that I enjoy most, which is the coffee. But it's like this habit stacking where I get the water and green juice in to start my morning and then I get my coffee in and then I write. And it's a really productive way to start every single day. Um, Organifi has you covered with an epic discount. You can get 20% off site-wide by going to Organifi.com slash popfam. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash popfam, P-O-P-F-A-M. Use code popfam at checkout to get 20% off all of their products. Highly recommend their green juice, especially the travel packs. If you're traveling this summer, if you have vacations planned, if you have little weekend getaways, going to the beach, lake, whatever, take some travel packs with you. Also their gold juice. Um, their gold juice is the best nighttime drink. It is pure heaven. The gold chocolate in particular, almond milk, heat it up, stir in the gold juice, a little true whip on top. It is pure heaven. And then usually I'll have like a tiny piece of dark chocolate with that just to cap off the night. And um, all of their products are amazing. You can go to Organifi.com slash pop fam to get 20% off and stay tuned for the announcement on June 6th. I'm telling you, I have never been so excited about a partnership and we are very, very selective about who we partner with at pop. And um, you guys are going to see some pretty epic things coming out of this challenge with Emma Montgomery and her team. So Follow us both on Instagram. Stay tuned for the announcement on June 6th. And I will talk to you guys very soon.